Hello and welcome back to the ME7 podcast. Tonight we review pre-season as the Jills ended their pre-season campaign ahead of the 2022-2023 season with a 1-0 victory at Roots Hall on Saturday afternoon as big Mikel Mandron welcomed his Jills return with a headed goal. Matt Olsen joins us tonight as Mikel Mandron's biggest fan. He, he, I think he proved that when we spoke about him coming back to the club. Also, we also review, uh, yeah, obviously the Southland game and the big season opener is upon us. We are just five days away from the season opener as Neil Harris's Gillingham side travel to the Cherry Red Record Stadium on Saturday afternoon to AFC Wimbledon. Yep, they can't keep away from us. They come down from us, with us last season. We nicked Shea Alexander off them. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, we are we are back for episode 15. Matt, good evening. How good are evening. You? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the new season, literally five days away. Come three o'clock. Yeah. It's all ready to go. It is all ready yeah. to go. Um, and it has come around super quick, isn't it? Super, super, super quick. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it, it, I was obviously, I was at the uh, the last game of the season. We all know what happened there. And yeah, to be honest, it, it feels like that was only a few weeks back. You know, uh, it, it's it's amazing how, how quick the season's come around. But, uh, you know, I am, I'm really looking forward to it. Really happy with the, a lot of the business we've done. And uh, yeah, can't wait. For, can't wait to get started. Honestly, yeah, I, I know, I know. It, yeah, you mentioned about the end of the last game, last game of the season. Obviously, we don't want to talk about it too much, but it feels like only yesterday that we were we were kind of watching that Neil Harris interview uh, after <laughs> after Sky Sports that he was going to yeah. get rid, rid of everybody. Yeah, that's uh, it. Everyone's gone. Don't everyone's you. Gone. That's yeah. it. I've I've got rid of you all. You're all gone. Um, and I think he actually ended up keeping half of them. So. <laughs> It, 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 yeah, it only feels like yesterday, doesn't it, that we were we were being being condemned to to relegation yeah. to, to League Two. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I as I said, I, I was lucky enough uh, when when I went. Um, you know, obviously, I, I had some great views. I was in the Medway stand watching the game, and you know, unfortunately, when the final whistle went, yes, obviously, a little bit of me deep down inside, you know, my heart breaks. You know, you you, you cry, you let out all your emotions. But in the space of what has it been? What five, six, seven weeks? Is it something like that since since the season's ended? And yeah, that that sadness has actually turned into so much hope and joy. And and you know, I'm look, so looking forward to this season coming. I you know, do you know what? Yeah, we may have got relegated from League One into League Two, but we've been in League Two before, and we've been in League One before, and we can get back to the championships. And who knows? In ten years' time, we could be winning the Premier League. <laughs> obviously, obviously, I'm dreaming here. But... <laughs> well, I'm expecting somebody to uh, come in and you know, or to when I win the lottery, uh, when I win it, it was 190 million or whatever it was the other day. You know, I'm going to buy the club and put all my money into it, and we'll, we'll, we'll win the Premier League. I guarantee all Jules fans that. <laughs> Cool. We've got to get out of there too first. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, yeah, like I, like I said to you about um obviously pre-season, pre-season is now done. Um yeah. give us give us your yeah, just give us your, your review and thoughts of, of what you've made of the pre-season campaign. Um obviously 
you know, the thing about pre-season, uh, when, when you play your first game, you're running and probably, you know, 60, 70%. By the time you get to your, your last two games, you know, you should be up at the 80s, 90s, 100%, ready, match fit, ready to go. And the games against Folkestone, the games against Dover, you know, they're games that you can kind of just write off and go, look, all you were trying to do is try your tactics out, get your players fit, get them to learn each other. And we all knew the two tests were going to be against, obviously, uh, Pompey and Palace. And if you forget everything else, if you look, you forget all the other games and just concentrate on those two games, because Pompey brought down, you know, pretty much a full-strength team. <laughs> you know, a Palace obviously brought down some really, really good players as well. And if you look how we played against them, we showed no fear. We put the, get the, got the ball on the floor. We were passing it around. Um, the movement uh, off the ball by those games, it was so much sharper. Everyone was starting to learn each other. And and eventually, you know, the season comes around, we're, we're kick off. But out of all of those games, we've seen what Neil Harris is going to try and achieve this season. And that is getting Gillingham Football Club playing football and not playing hoop ball. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. Completely agree. Um, yeah, I mean, good evening. I, I understand you've been having some internet problems this evening, um, but but how are you, buddy? Eric Barris having a big scrap with the rotor, but we got there. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay, um, you haven't you haven't missed much. In fairness, um, we, we're just we've just come on to the to talking about um, your review of pre season. Um, so yeah, give us give us your review then. Um, I suppose you're going to fit in two ways in terms of results, not that impressive. But I think it's a lot more in the bigger picture. I actually spent a couple of hours yesterday having a look at some of the pre-season fixtures that a lot of other clubs in this league have done. I think one that struck me um, struck me quite quickly was Doncaster. I think other than Rotherham, they've been playing teams who are quite below them. A lot of them have been non-league. So it's interesting to see whether... You know, some managers look at it as we'll play some teams below us just to get that winning mentality and get used to, you know, putting the ball back in, in the back of the net and getting wins and whether teams look like ourselves, in my opinion, have gone and looked at games and thought, well, we're going we're gonna to get some fixtures here. We might not win, but it's going to give us a real test to see what we're about. And I think that's what we've got. Specifically in the Portsmouth and Crystal Palace games, obviously, I'd expect Luton too, but obviously we didn't see didn't see any of that. But we only lost 2-1 bold accounts. Probably was a decent performance, but I think... In, in general, I think it's been a positive pre-season. I think we've thankfully come out of it with no injuries, barring no key. But from what I understand, that's only going to be a temporary one. I don't think he'll make Saturday, but I think after that he should be fine. So thankfully, it's nothing long-term with that. But I think we've we've been able to see, you know, a lot of players in the new role will see how impressive they can be, what they can offer. You know, we've had two trialists who have come and joined us permanently in Che Alexander and uh, Jordan Green respectively. Jordan Green was one that I think after mm. watched him at um, Folks and James, I think we were pretty sold on the idea just from that game, even though it was against uh, whatever tier side folks are. But I think he's he showed, especially you know in the games at Priestfield, that he isn't just a non-league Nigel, or some like to put it. He definitely has the ability about him. I thought from watching us against Crystal Palace, I thought in the second half he was fantastic. You know, you need to look at the two goals he scored, his direct involvement in both of them, maybe slightly slightly lucky penalty, I suppose, for the second one. But the fact he managed to spin away from two Crystal Palace players in the uh, build-up to that and then draw the foul, I suppose, from MacArthur shows that good intelligence as a wide player to get into those positions to make things happen. Um, 
yeah, I think other players have definitely stood up and looked like they're going to be important for us. You know, Sean Williams is not going to be someone that you're going to notice every game, but that, given his role, that's probably the biggest compliment you can pay to him if you're not noticing he's there because he's just letting the game go through him and doing what he can to keep us flowing, keep us doing well and keep us on the front foot. And I think, you know, we, we all know we need another striker. We've only seen Mandron for the two games now. Well, I've well, actually played against uh, Portsmouth, didn't he? So, three games. Don't think he's played 90 minutes in either of them, though. So, obviously, we don't know what Mika's about from before, so he's a good option to have. I think we obviously need to do some business before we get into Saturday, so hopefully that'll be something that's on the agenda for the rest of the week. But I think overall pre-season has, has been an impressive one. You know, as I said, the main thing for me for pre-season is you don't want to, you know, come out of it with, you know, one or two players and niggles before the first game and disrupt your whole plans or, you know, knowing our oh, luck would pay a fee for, the, for a player for the first time of years and he'd do his ACL in the first 10 minutes. Although, saying all of that, I have just remembered mainly actually made our Brewers injury. So, just forget everything I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I will say, obviously, you know, yes, you obviously you, you don't want your players getting injuries. Obviously, it can happen at any time of the season, but this is probably one of the such would one of the smoothest you know sort of um pre-seasons i've seen from jules for a while there's not as you know i know last year obviously we had covid and you know there's always been sort of something of players got injured or it's one of the smoothest i've seen for i can remember for a while um you know it's only been real niggly injuries apart from the ashley maynard brewer one yeah that's true that's true um who would you? I, I think Owen probably has probably alluded to who who he stand out as being this preseason, um, stand up player wise. Matt, who would who would your stand out player been wise? Who have you been most impressed with so far? Um, Jordan Green is probably the one that has has impressed me the mo- uh, the most. Obviously, I hadn't learnt much about him before uh, he came to the club. Uh, obviously, understood that he was a, a lot higher team when he was younger, and he fell out of love for the game and dropped down. And he's obviously reconnected, so it, that's great to see. But probably, uh, it's not, I wouldn't say it's one of the new signings, but Joe. Uh, I always going to say his name wrong. Gabode, Gabode. Uh, he has really impressed me. Um, for what's it, eighteen, nineteen years old? Uh, you know, seventeen is it? Yeah, uh, he. Yeah, I mean, he has really impressed me. Impressed me enough that if I, I think if I was Neil Harris, I'd be saying you're going to be part of my first team squad this year. I'm not saying he's going to play. I'm not saying he's going to come on as a sub. Even he might just sit on the bench all year. But he's he's really really impressed me. He, I thought he put the Palace defence under a, you know a lot of um, pressure when he came on. Same against Pompey. Um, yeah, he he's probably been my stand out actually yeah him and jordan green okay interesting um yeah joe, joe gabode is definitely one that um a, a few a few jules fans um it, it, his name is on their lips owen um is he is he quite ready is joe gabode quite ready for for the jules first team squad just yet uh i don't think so personally i think he's got a lot of talent and a lot of um Potential, I think, will be a part of the squad next season. I think maybe it's a bit too soon. You know, as much as I've been impressed with him, it is only pre-season games. You don't want to. I'm sure Harris is aware of that as well. You're not young players alike in any capacity. As soon as they get praise in the media from the manager, the ego inflates, and they think potentially it's a bit 
and you can be in the danger of doing too much too soon. Personally, what I do with Joe is the same what I do with Matty McArthur, who's another young player who's who's uh, impressed me this pre-season. I look to get them out on loan, with a short-term loan until January. Gabode, especially, maybe McArthur for a season. But I think we can get them on loan to a decent level. And I'm not talking when we used to send, when we were in the one, we used to send players to teams miles below us in the pyramid and... You know, it's basically where Mark, Margates and Lordswoods and Chatham Towns here. Three, where we were sending players to basically where they came from in the first place and they were scoring goals for fun. And it was, it's not given a challenge or proven anything. It turned out to be pretty pointless. Uh, I like that we sent Henry Woods to Dover. I thought that was a good move in the conference. Mm-hmm. So two divisions below us at the time. Uh, I think someone like um, MacArthur and Gabode, I'd be looking maybe Dover again, to be honest, because they obviously. They've gone down to National South now, haven't they? So they're one below. I think that could be a good move. Harris has been very keen to talk about um, building relationships with local clubs. Obviously, Heston Tyler being there is a good thing, good manager to learn from. I think I'll be looking to get maybe both of them, maybe not both today, but similar sort of uh, teams around that area. Maybe a Welling, I think, unless they're not in that division. I'm not really sure. Dartford, I think, are in that division, aren't they, James? So yeah. maybe teams like that. And then... You know, McCarthy, as I said, probably be looking at a whole season on the road. I think causes a shock. And then where, if he goes back until January, we sort of look at where we are at the time and what we've had a good season so far. And I suppose it would be pretty low risk to put him in and just see, because, you know, if, he's, if he goes to the National League South and scores a good amount of goals the first half of the season and we're, you know, flirting with the playoffs around that point, I wouldn't see any danger in taking him back and just keeping him around the squad, getting him a few minutes here and there and see if he can be an asset to us in the last um, last half of the season. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, remember, guys, you can send in your comments throughout tonight's show and they will get shown on the screen. Um, Matt, Dean's comment is not going to make you happy. Uh, when it when it decides to when it decides to load and show them on the screen, it will uh, it will take yeah. a little bit of time um, when it does when it does load up. I can see it on here. Green uh, definitely was a non-league Nigel on Saturday. He just kept falling over. Maybe a one-off, maybe a sign of what's to come. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, um, yeah, that's the, that's the gist of me that he he doesn't he doesn't agree with what with what you've um, what you've said. Does he? <laughs> Look, this is what I love about football and football chat. Everyone has their own opinion. Uh, everyone can be right and everyone can be wrong. Um, I, I will say I've seen some people saying that, you know, Jules could potentially end up at 17th in the league this season. I think they're totally wrong. Um, everyone has something to say. But look, I, th- I thought Green played well uh, on on Saturday. Um, you say he just kept falling over. I, I don't think it was necessarily falling over. I think it was maybe just losing his footing. But look, you know, I, I think this, this guy could be, you know, really, really decent for us. Get us up the league, you know, get some great runs into the box. I think we've been missing getting some excitement. Uh, in at police field, especially uh, you know when when we pack out the rain amend, you know he'll I think he'll get them all on their feet. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and then Giuseppe, if you can see that one as well. Yeah, really looking forward to watching Green over the season. Um, friendlies mean nothing. Be interesting with Gillingham. Get another keeper to fight with Turner as well. The style looks better than last season. Than last season's dross. Um, that's that's been something that has really come out of this preseason, hasn't it? Is that the complete and the complete style that Neil Harris has transformed over the past six weeks that he's he's had the group. It, it, he's 
the, the, the whole philosophy and the way we play football is completely different to what we've seen not only this preseason but over a, over a number of years we, we've not we've not really seen a Gillingham side play this sort of expansive football my question is Owen I'll put it to you first can that football that type of football work in League 2 and be effective yeah of course it can it can work in any division I think it might take a little while for us to fully adjust to it and acclimatise to to do it properly and Harris said himself after um Southend that there are going to be times where because he's so keen on playing that way where we are going to potentially see goals because it's all about learning curve and getting used to how to play it. You know we don't have you know centre backs in the past who necessarily <coughs> the ball and that used to having it on the floor. You know like Jack Tucker now going to go and play that sort of style at MK. They play a lot out of the back aimers as we know is more just hoof and hope. That's what happens. I obviously don't know anything about Baggett from what he's doing at Ipswich, but obviously they're a lot more of a possession-based side than we are. So maybe he played that way. I think he only did play two games from them, but maybe those two games he played it around the back, who knows. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely something that we need to see. I think everyone was growing tired of the, you know, aimless lump to Oliver and then see what happens. It's definitely an exciting way of playing. I think a lot of us want to see a quick passing, quick movement, and obviously players like Green and Lee can come to the fore and that sort of thing. Um, in terms of can you play it in League 2, I definitely think you can. You look at teams like Mansfield and Northampton last season, albeit they didn't go up, Bristol Rovers as well, who don't have that conventional big man up top and just played nice diagonals, nice triangle passes. Get them, the game was basically based on movement and getting into good positions. I think that's definitely... A way of playing. I think I'd actually argue there's probably more teams in League Two who have climatised to playing that way more than just those who hit and hope in the air. I think you know, an interesting one would be Bradford City actually, because they've got the Dane Oliver now because they're really quite a well possessive on the floor side. But now they have Oliver, it'd be a deal they play with him, whether is you know in being there's going to cause them more to go long all the time because I don't think it's actually that good on with the ball to feet, but. You know, I think it's definitely one that, that can excite us. I think we will have times where we get caught on the ball when we try and do it, just because that's just natural. It happens to any team at any level, and it will happen to us as well at some point. But I'm excited to see us play that new way, and hopefully it can, in a longer spread of time, to prove out to be a good decision. Yeah, very true. Um, yeah, Matt, what's your what's what's been your thoughts of, of the complete um, change of, of style and play that, that now Harris has introduced? I, I always say you've got to play to your strengths, uh, and uh, we do have some, you know, some. Look at Lee, for instance, this season, playing him in that ten role, he's been, and you know, a revelation. He's, his energy seems to have come back, and he, he's he's good on his feet. Football isn't just about hoofing the ball up to your top man and hoping to get a knockdown or run on a, and, a, and a goal, but yeah, that sometimes it does work. But football is about playing the, the ball around on the ground, making movements, making space. And, and that's what this team seems to be doing. I, I feel, I mean, I've, I've seen a couple of times I've been able to, you know, catch glimpses of the players, uh, you know, sort of you know, chatting to each other. And there seems to be a sort of a real nice bond there as well, which is great. Um, I, I feel once we, as a, as a unit, kind of get there, this this style of football is, is absolutely going to be perfect for this league. We'll, we'll be able to play it around keep the ball on the ground, let them do the chasing, look for those gaps and, you know, exploit them. And I do think with players like uh, Mandron uh, up front, um, you know, he'll score a goal with his head. He can score goals with his feet. 
so if we need to go long, we can. But just as much, he'll be happy to receive the ball at his feet, maybe knock it back for Lee, you know, to create that space. I, I really think this style of football for us is going to work work really well this year. Uh, and, you know, and I, I've said it, you know, countless times. I, you know, I think we are a top ten team this year, and I think if we can get this style of play working, and if we can cut out some of the little silly mistakes, which will happen, but try and limit them, that top ten finish become a top five a top three a top two um who knows maybe in 10 years time premier league champions <laughs> uh owen um yeah obviously uh we round we rounded off um we rounded off pre-season on, on saturday after beating south end one nil um we all know that regardless of what division south end are in there it's always um it's always a tough place to go it, it's a tight pitch roots hall um, they, they certainly get behind their fans down there. Um, but it, it seemed like, I, I mean, we all didn't go to the game, but it seemed like from the comments that come out of come out of the game that after 20 minutes um, of Southend effectively making us do the work, we we kind of stepped out the first gear and, and we started playing and we took full control of the game. Yeah, it seemed that way. I think we didn't start particularly well, as according to Neil Harris, but I think it's one of those games where it's probably the closest exposure you get to what we're going to be expecting next year. Again, possibly Portsmouth, I suppose you can argue with that because we played them last year. But yeah, Southend, obviously, they've been through it in the last couple of years and now find themselves in the National League. But on paper, they're one of the bigger sides in that division and one you'd expect to go, uh, well, challenge to go up. Obviously, it's a lot more difficult in the National League. Get down there, it's really difficult to get back out again. I don't think they were that good in all honesty, but you know, I think it's, it's it was a good game to have. I think that's what I mentioned earlier about the pre season and who we chose to play. I think it was very clever to have a big challenge like Crystal Palace, a team who are miles out of the league, to then go and play your last game against someone whose you know, patterns of play and the way they implement their style on us is going to be quite similar to a lot of the teams we're going to be playing in the league this year, so it sort of gives a Nice little taste of what to expect. I think, you know, the main takeaway from that, as Harris was saying, was because he wanted to win the game. He said every other pre-season was just about, you know, fitness and learning new things. But this one was one he wanted to win because it breeds that uh, winning mentality before the first game. Obviously, Mika got got his goal for a pretty easy one by all accounts, but they're still all account, don't they? So that's another positive. Obviously, we kept the clean sheet. Uh, it just sounded like first 20 minutes we weren't really at it, but after that we we seemed to take control of the game and, and look the better team. We, by all accounts, Cash get a much better game. He's someone that I've been looking to see more from. Hit the post in the first half, got the assist in the second half of Mandron's goal, so that's a good positive to have. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a lot of the team that started that game will be the ones who uh, start up on Saturday at Plough Lane as well. But yeah, good way to end it. I, I've got to say, I'm, I, I, like, I did like the fact that he didn't just, you know, again at halftime change it all and, you know, bring on, you know, eleven new players or anything like that. I like the fact that he actually treated it like a, a proper match. Um, the players treated it, I felt like a, you know, almost like a league match. Uh, they kind of they had that mentality about him, and yeah, obviously that first twenty minutes was, you know, by all accounts quite poor. But Harris has said something. He's done something. They've changed. They've they've stepped up and they started to play some really good football from. From all the reports and that that I've read, um, you know they, they seem to play some absolutely brilliant football. Yeah, excellent, excellent. And and I and I fully agree with you about about the um, about the clever the clever way Harris has implemented the games. Um, and and typically, really, 
Um, certainly that Southend one are similar opponents to what we're going to be playing on on Saturday against Wimbledon, um, which moves me nicely on to, yeah, our first um, our first season preview um, comes this Saturday then um, as we travel to, uh, well, technically the AFC Wimbledon fans call it Palau Lane, but it is the Cherry Red Record Stadium, if you want to call it officially, but we all know it's Palau Lane. As the Jules take on AFC Wimbledon for the first um, League Two game of the season. Um, Owen, we'll come to you first, buddy. Um, yeah, just give us your thoughts ahead of ahead of the opening opening game. Uh, well, the first thought is dread because Wimbledon have won a game this whole whole twenty two calendar year. Whenever you need a favour, who'd you come and call? That'd be us. <laughs> uh, it's difficult because Wimbledon are quite a difficult team to actually pin down, really. Because as bad as they were last year. They're still one of those sides. I suppose it's just the reputation they've had in the last few years, a big one, where they've been terrible for 80% of the season, but we've managed to find a way out of it. Obviously, it didn't happen this time around, but I think, I think they're going to be one of those teams this year. I think they'll be probably mid-table, if not a bit lower. I think Johnny Jackson's a good manager. I don't think even in League 2, he's an elite manager, if you like. I think he... You know, when he came into Cholton, he had that little upturn in form, but then their form dropped dramatically. And then obviously, he ended up uh, getting the boot. I think a, a couple of their signings, you know, Jason Pierce is someone I would have taken. Jill's Chris Gutner, probably not. Um, you know, Carl Hudlin's another one who, uh, to be honest, I've, from watching quite a few National League games, I think he is just quite tall. I think that is basically more or less it with him. I don't think there's actually much player in there. I've seen. I've listened to some podcasts from uh, League uh, League Two fans uh, talking about the season in general. A lot of them seem to go along with that, where he's probably not the best footballer, but obviously the danger is if that cross goes into your box and it's anywhere near him, you're not going to get the first contact on it, are you? Unless you've got a hell of a jump on you. But yeah, I think it's one of them where it's two teams who ended the season quite badly. They're obviously coming off the hangover, being relegated. They're both going to have points to prove. I prefer to be away, to be honest, because all the pressure is going to be on them in front of their home fans to firstly win a, win a game this year and secondly to start righting the uh, the wrongs of uh, of last year and that would start by getting a good result at home for them. I think it's it's probably one of them where I wouldn't mind if we drew because I think we, we've got a couple of favourable fixtures after. I think Rochdale at home will be one where we'll win. I think Harrogate's the one after that and I think they're two good games for back to back at home. But Obviously, I want to go there and win. I think we are capable of doing it. Obviously, it depends. Maybe if we get some more players in this week, we'll have a more uh, bigger idea of what we can expect. But they do still have some decent players. Uh, Wimbledon, Alex Woodyard still there. I know they'd lost, uh, they lost Jack Radoni, didn't they? Part of a deal for Hudlin to go there on loan from Huddersfield. They've still got uh, Asal. Uh, Luke McCormick's still there. I think he was injured in their last pre-season game, though, so that might be a bit of help. But he'll probably be back by then anyway. Um Gunter and uh, Pierce bring loads of experience. Will Nightingale's a good player in the back as well. But I think it's one of them where, as long as we as long as we go there and implement our style and get on the front foot early, I think we, we have a pretty good chance of winning the game. But I've been saying for the past few weeks, I think it's nailed on to be nil nil. So I'm going to stick with that. But obviously, I do feel capable of going there and winning. Hopefully, that's that's what happens. Matt, give us give us your thoughts ahead of the ahead of the opener. Um. Right, yeah. Uh, so, well, I went to Power Lane uh, last year to to see the Jills play in that uh, memorable two-two draw. Um, I, 
I'm actually kind of glad we're playing them this, uh, the start of the season, getting it over with. I think, um, you know, you're right. We could almost, both teams will have a slight hangover from getting relegated last year. I looked at, obviously, the, the business AFC Wimbledon have done. I've looked at the business we've done. I think both teams need a couple more players through the tour, us definitely. Uh, I think hopefully by Friday we'll have two or three more names on the team sheet, maybe a, an, another goalkeeper and another striker. Um, but I am getting pretty excited for it. I think it's the best place to go to, go to play a lane away from home, first game of the season. Don't sit off of them. That's the one thing we cannot do. We cannot sit off of them and let them come at us. We did that last year and, and they scored two goals. Every time we went at them, you know, we put them under pressure and, and the fans, if they we start putting their team under pressure, their fans will will not enjoy it, will not enjoy it. That's not, I'm not going to say the turn on them, but such. But you know, their 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 mood will drop, and and I think we can take advantage of that. And I think this is a chance for us to make a statement. They say there have been people out there that are saying you know Jules are going to finish tenth, eleventh, twelfth, seventeenth. This is our chance to go out there and prove them wrong. And I think it's the perfect place to do it. Plough Lane, ASC Wimbledon, a team we know. We played them a couple of times last year. We know them, but we can now go out there. And if we just put our foot to the floor, and, you know, as soon as that um, whistle goes uh, and don't let them have any breathing space, we, I think we can come out comfortable winners. Uh, and I'm going to say it, Mickleman drawn to score a hat-trick. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> you are confident. You are confident. <laughs> I mean, obviously... We still haven't added anybody since since obviously uh, last not last week week before I think we're I think we're going into our second week without signings I think I think I might be correct. Um, I don't, what's that? Law was last week, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Ryan Law. Yeah, correct me. Yeah, so um, yeah, we're 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 obviously going into the week of the season. Um, I know it's only Monday, but you would have expected some some sort of activity today. Um, should we be concerned if we don't add any more before Saturday? Uh, a little bit. I think we're going to be probably signing a goalkeeper this week, which I know is not you know the most exciting thing. People hear. Yeah. Um, the, the thing is that Harris is he's said recently that some of his long-term targets have now become available, and he's been patient for so long this summer. He's if he has to be patient for another week or two just to get it done, and so be it. And I think that's just a a case of potentially we're going to reap the rewards of being so patient. I don't know who those long-term targets are. I imagine one is Aaron Pierre. Um, I wouldn't have thought one would be Paul McCallum anymore. But, yeah, we definitely need another striker. One, I'm, I'm hoping Isaac Oliafi is on the radar. That would be nice. I think he's someone I'd really like us to get in. And Pierre, as I've said for many weeks, James, is, is a big one for me. He's someone that I really, really want in that back line. I think he'd make a huge difference. And I think he'd make our defence man for man very good I think it's just so good when you've got the versatile options now with Will Wright he can play as a fullback as well but I think I think to be honest if we look at it from what Harris is saying he said he wants three outfield players I see that as probably a striker a centre half and a winger I don't think he's potentially a midfielder but I think at the same time if we don't get anyone in this week Harris won't use that as an excuse. He knows what he's got. He's been working with it for the past few weeks and that team, I still think, is capable of going to Wimbledon on Saturday and getting a result without adding anyone to it before that. And then hopefully, yeah, we've got still got a lot of time in a window. We've still got some loans to use as well. So, yeah, I don't think I'd be particularly worried going into that game if we haven't signed anyone yet. But obviously, I'm hoping we can get 
a couple over the line just to give us a bit of a bit of an extra boost before the game. Okay, um, Matt, um, what would be what would be your starting eleven on Saturday if you're Ooh. New Harris? Um, uh, so it's a tough one with the goalkeeper. I'm uh, <laughs> not too sure who I'd have in goal. Um, for, for, uh, I mean, at, it's hard to, at the moment. I can't pick. They're, they're okay. you know, I, I'm, I'm not too sure. Would I start, you know, Lee? Would I start Reeves? Would I, you know, obviously Manjon will start up front. Um, I, I mean, it seems like he's obviously going to be playing something like a four-two-three-one, maybe going forward, uh, and maybe sort of like a four-four-one-one yeah, in defence. Uh, that's kind of what I, I, I almost imagine him playing. How and who he picks. I mean, there are definitely starters. Uh, I think. Um, Baggett will be a definite starter. Uh, uh, Sean Williams will be a definite starter. Uh, even if O'Keefe is fit enough, I think he'd only be maybe go onto the bench and would get the um, oh, Jeff, sorry, Jeff yet to maybe start alongside him. Um, failing that, you know, every place is up for grabs. Every player has got, you know, what, four days now to show the manager I should be starting this first game. Yeah. Um, you know, but. We'll see, we've got to wait to see who else comes in this week. I've got a feeling we'll have two or three by Friday, uh, whether they are just loans or permanents. I've got a feeling you know there'll be a couple done before then. One definitely is right, definitely being a goalkeeper. Um, and then yeah, maybe a, a hopefully a forward, but if not, you know, I'm, I'm happy to put Joe Gamode on the bench and and you know, keep him as a, a backup for Manjon. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 hard to, to, to out, of, out of the you know the 18 or 19 players we've got at the moment, it is, I think, quite hard for me to pick a starting 11 because I still don't know all the players 100%, if that makes it. I don't know what they're capable of. What, you know, do they thrive under this kind of pressure? Um, so, yeah, I would say it's quite hard for me to... There's, apart from the yeah, goalkeeper, Mandron and um, uh, Sean Williams, I'd say the, probably most of them are, are still up for grabs. Okay. Okay. Um, Owen... Uh, who would you who would you go for? You start eleven for me in my head. It it the the, the team picks itself. Uh, yeah, same for me to an extent. Of whether a key is going to be available or not, I'm going to base it on the fact that it might not. Uh, uh, I'd go with Turner in goal. Uh, sadly, Darren Ibrahim isn't getting the call up from coaching role at the end, but I'm sure he'll be on the bench in case we need. Uh, right back, I go Shay Alexander, then two in the middle of uh, Max Aimer and Will Wright. I love Will uh, Will a lot as a centre back. I haven't actually seen him uh, play right back yet. I played against Crystal Palace. I can't really remember, but I did like him a lot as a centre back. Aiming him, then Ryan Law at left back. Then there are two in midfield of uh, Dom Jeffries. And uh, Sean Williams, I would start O'Keefe over Jeffries if he's fit, but I don't think he will be. And then Lee is the 10, wide players of uh, Jordan Green, Scott Cashgate, and then uh, Mika Mandron through the middle. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think we are in agreement of of the starting lineup. Um, I think I think it does pick itself. Um, my, only, my only worry would be, who do we have to come on that's going to be that? That's the, that's the thing, isn't it? Is that... You look at the bench, and I guess senior player-wise, you're looking at you're looking at Alexander, one, Reeves two, McDonald three, um, 
and then I guess uh, either Jeffries or O'Keefe, whoever starts in there, is the four, and then you have the one, the one youngster. The, how many subs can we have? Can we have five? Uh, seven. We can have five. Can we, can we, is it seven? Can we? Five, I think. Yeah, yeah we can. We can. Five, we can make five seven, three times. Yeah. So I guess then. I guess then after that you have the the the, the goal the goalkeeper and then and then I guess the other the other two two are, are youngsters and and then at the moment the two youngsters are probably Matty McArthur and, and Joker Bode. Um, so I guess then in in hindsight in looking at that the the, the squad the squad isn't isn't overly um, overly overly that bad is it in in terms of depth. No, it's a shame McDonald's not fully fit yet because I probably would lean to starting him over one of Cash getting green and having that option of an explosive winger to come off. But given he's only played half an hour here and now, I'd, I'd be very surprised if you know Alex McDonald's was fine from the start. But when he is fully fit, that might be an extra option to have as well. I think I think once he's back to to full fitness, I think uh, McDonald will be. Probably uh, the, the the one of the first names on the team sheet. You know, if he if he can keep his fitness up, um, you know, we all know how good of a player he is. You know, and obviously the, the injury last year was was so unfortunate for him. But if he can get himself back fit, I do generally think players like him and O'Keefe and Williams are going to be the first names on the team sheet pretty much every week if they're fit and, and able to play. Okay, okay. Um, last thing, just to wrap it off, then um, it's been a wonderful show. I've gone for nearly gone for nearly forty minutes now. Um, excellent, excellent show. Um, let's get your predictions then. Uh, I mean, I think I know what you're going to go for. No, no. <laughs> Straight nil, nil. Uh, Matt, go on in. Right. Uh, the optimi- optimist in me will say uh, we're going to win three nil, but the realist in me thinks it's going to be one nil, maybe two one. To okay. To, to the Jills. Okay, so we've got a draw and a win for the Jills. Let's see then, as Neil Harris takes his Gillingham side to Plough Lane for the 2022-2023 League 2 season this coming Saturday. Um, we, ha- we are also bringing our fan cams back, so we will be outside Plough Lane um, doing our fan cams after the deals on Saturday. So if you wish to come on for our first fan cam ahead of, um, after, the, after the first game, feel free to give us a contact. Keep liking, subscribing retweeting uh, the ME7 podcast. We are nearly at 500 followers already on our Twitter, which is brilliant. Over over 100 subscribers on our YouTube as well. So we are growing at a rapid pace. Let's hope we are all aboard the Neil Harris promotion train as well ahead of the new season. But tonight you've been watching the ME7 podcast episode 15. As always, up the jewels. Good night.